and they drove up there and, that, and it got Mark Carmel on it. I like they had a heart attack. And the, they said the man told her, drive around the back. I guess so. And one of them called me, is this the eminent pastor of the Mount Carmel Baptist Church? I said, no. And when he came back, I drove my car up, and I noticed all the preachers who got the big car that said, park it right here, doc. Oh, they're looking for a $30 or $40 tip. I couldn't come out there saying, here, $5. I had to come out there with a $40 or $50 bill. Thank you, sir. That's the pastor of Mount Carmel. Park right here. You don't go in the back. And a little preacher came up in a little car. Oh, you pull that on around the back somewhere. It's who I represent. You may not like it. You, you recognize it's a great church. They don't expect me. I was at the convention and all the preachers were getting up talking about $500, Dr. Son. So $1,000. I'm sitting in the pulpit. I said, oh, Jesus. I'm on the front row. Dr. Lyon is looking at me. Other pastor from Virginia, $100. And a preacher sitting right beside me. $500, the greatest son Baptist church. I got up and I said, give him a check, but $1,000, greater amount, Carmel Baptist Church. I said, let me rush home and make sure that money in that account. <laughs> and Dr. Dr. Lyon said, that's Fleming, that's that great church in Atlanta, that's it. I was director of media for the whole convention. I couldn't sit on the front and sit there and talk about $10. I pastored, who they look for. Young preachers looking up to you. I act low, it represents you low. I have to look a certain way. A lot of preachers die broke. Have you seen rich preachers on TV look big, die broke? How come they don't have nothing when they die? They don't have much money. It's just an image. Is that making sense? Expectation. Now, let me say something else here. How you spend, it's called not jealousy. So don't get jealous of me. Competition causes stress, competing. Even in the home, competing. Compete one another. You're not supposed to compete, but complete. All right. You're there to complete, make things complete, not compete. I'll leave that and go on to the next point. Another thing that causes stress is overloading. Write it down. Overloading. Overloading. Taking on too much, more than you can bear. Overloading. I got a call the other day, uh, the other day from the house that some men staying next door. I just trying to let people, young men, staying there trying to get on their feet and get their lives together. $75 a week, maybe 100 a week. So go on in, stay in the room, and enjoy the house. It's really designed to help young men sing or trying to get back on their feet. And now the house is full. And I already know, I already knew it wasn't designed for it. So I couldn't put a daycare over there. I got sick of waiting on that. And I said, Lord, I'm just going to turn the house into something because it's just sitting there empty. So the guys start moving in. But I already am aware that there ain't so much can take. So when they got in there and went to call him pastor, uh, the lights out. 
I said, what? Oh, just half the lights out. I said, I guess so. All of y'all got a microwave and got a computer and a laptop. And you got all that stuff in there and went down to the breaker hit trip. You got a refrigerator in every room. You can't do that. It's overloaded. With all that you got, a lot of you all are overloaded because you got too much on your hand. You want a laptop life, TV, flat screen, playing the radio at the same time and all TVs on and not looking at it. And then want air. And the fan blowing. I want to say you got the fan blowing and then the air. Because I'm going to up the rent on all y'all if you don't cut it off. <laughs> then one rent cut. I said, that's a vent. That's pulling all the air out, man. Cut that off. Oh, we paying the utilities. Don't worry then. See? It was overloaded. And sometimes you are overloaded. The reason why you blow up. You know what? I remember that uh, pressure wash, pressure pot, that pressure cooker. That pressure cooker, when you put that, so my mama knew that years ago, and that thing blew up once, and I was laughing. <laughs> mama wasn't laughing. Because that pressure lit, it locked, and that pot blew up. It had a release valve. So when all that pressure coming in to cook that food fast, you got to have that release valve. And when that thing jammed, it blew up the whole pot. Funny to me as a child. Wasn't funny to mama. It's like a choo-choo train. When you're going on a train and you're shoot, shoot. He's not blowing that whistle because he wants you to see. That steam that's in that boiler, boiling up to give that steam for that train to move. And if he doesn't let some steam out, that motor will blow up the whole train. So he letting steam off because he needs steam, but he letting the pressure off. And a lot of times you're under stress because you're under too much pressure. And it'll blow you up. And what makes pressure? Take it in too much and not letting it out. Which leads me to another point as to how you deal with stress. And I'm sure that's what you want to hear. You got diabetes, pressure, all that stuff, heart attack, lightheadedness, side pain, skin. Do you know you stress can cause your skin? Did I tell you about that? Yes, sir. All right, then let me go back in here. This, this thing went back to the beginning. Suspiciousness. <laughs> suspicious of everybody will lead to press. You get suspicious of everything, you will go in a state of stress and depression. You get suspicious of everybody but you. You suspicious. Can't nobody go out the door. You suspicious. Can't nobody smile. They just smiling at. I was just smiling at the lady because I was being friendly. Well, why you got, she just all over, just smiling. Well, don't be so suspicious. I went to the restaurant one day at uh, Burger King, and a young lady came to the front. 
I said, oh, you're so beautiful. Such a beautiful smile. She said, and call yourself a preacher. I said, now what would you say? I said, you the ugliest thing I ever seen in my life. I said, I ain't asked for your phone number, woman. I just said you got a beautiful smile. Jesus. Suspicious, thought I was making a pass. Now what if I said, you know what, you the ugliest thing I ever seen. I said, what would you say then? Can't even take a compliment. Suspicious that everybody wants you. Some folks just being friendly. Suspicious that everybody look at your man. Don't nobody want him but you. The way he look. Mm -mm. You know you can be mad to the ugliest person in the world. You think everybody wants them. And some women that tell you, baby, I don't want him. What's wrong with you? Suspicious. And you are in stress. Can't sleep. When you're in stress, you're rolling all night long. Suspiciousness. Maybe you're suspicious because it's, a, it's you. Mm -mm. It's what you would do. And you think other folk would do. Everybody not like you. Contrary children. I know a whole half of y'all in here need to raise your hand. Don't they put you in stress? Boy, yeah. kids will carry you to your grave. Oh, they so beautiful when they come here, Ziggler. Oh, such a pretty little thing. Oh, you can eat them up. And when they grow up, you say, Lord, I wish I could take them back. <laughs> They'll take you to your grave. They can be so ungrateful and disrespectful. Now, let me tell. Oh, yes. Now, look. <laughs> 